Hello and welcome to the 24th episode of the Scottish Fantasy Football Community Podcast. My name is Thomas. And I'm Harry. And I believe there was a big game at the weekend. Not at the weekend, it's it's a Thursday, Thomas. (laughs) Big game? What big game? I wasn't aware of anything. The Edinburgh Derby. Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) The Dundee Derby, Harry. This was a weekend for derbies, to be fair. Because a weekend a- for derbies. Oh my goodness me, we're off to a flying start here. <laughs> this was a game week for derbies, um, because not only did you have uh, the old firm, the Edinburgh Derby, um, but as you mentioned, you had the uh, Dundee City Derby, and you had a somewhat local derby, Aberdeen versus Ross County, um, which I actually have a funny feeling that if Ross County continued to improve, that derby might become more and more competitive just because it's two premiership teams that play fairly close to each other. Yeah. Like bragging rights of the North East type thing. Uh, there's Cove Rangers as well, Harry. Oh, yeah. I yeah. put a bank to D. Nonetheless, Thomas, what are we going over today? Um, so we will be doing the usual routine. We will be talking about our game weekly, our game weekly scores, our game week's scores. Um, just the game week in general, uh, then talking about any potential plans for transfers, team selection, captain and vice captain. Then we will do an update on the watch list and then finally answer some listener questions. Sounds good to me, Thomas. Why don't you get us started in that case? Uh, points, overall rank, di- please divulge. So I finished the game weak on 38 points however my team scored 42 points due to me taking a one point hit small red arrow to 823 but i feel that is the last red arrow i will see for a while due to <laughs> my confident of you i am i'm feeling confident about my team now first time in a long time i feel um so i made three transfers this week i Got my free transfers from free transfer from Ryan Hedges and transferred in Abada, who was a gigantic success. I then also transferred in Gordon for Legstons, which in both of their games they got six points, so he was not really anything. And then my final transfer was Obelai, who scored me zilch. Um, so I think that was just about a net gain. I think Legstons ended up on. Uh, like, I thought it was on six. I thought it might have been more because it was nil nil in the derby with Dundee United recording a number of shots. Uh, I, let's have a look. Bring him up to us. Let's get Legstons up. I thought he ended on six, to be honest. He might have. Yeah, he ended on six. Okay, fair. So six points for Legston, uh, but um, Hedges and uh, who is it you removed for Obola? Freeman. Freeman ended up going off injured, so he only scored one point. Yeah. Minus the four, so what you're looking at, about 10, 11, and your transfers brought you 19 points. So a net gain of eight points, I think that's a success. Then minus the four, or did you... No, I think I included that. Yeah, Yeah. so a successful week of transfers for me, and then my... So then I'll just walk you through the team. So obviously Gordon got me six, then... My two Rangers defenders got me minus one point apiece. Captain Juranovic for 16. I believe he got his clean sheet, got one bonus point and one four tackles doubled. Obelai got me zero points after conceding two goals, getting a yellow card, but also winning an interception. Ramsey got me two points because he didn't get an assist and Aberdeen always concede. 
Charles Cook only got me one point due to him getting yellow carded. Vice Captain Jota got me three points as a result of him getting his clean sheet. Ferguson only got me one because he got yellow carded. Abada got 13 due to a goal and assist, a clean sheet and two bonus points. And then Van Veen got me two points. Fair do. So you feel like the tides are turning for yourself there, I Thomas? I feel like they are. Yourself, Harry? Aye, so it's funny, you say you got, after hits, 38 points and a red arrow. I scored 38 points and had a green arrow. Be it of, uh, I think, only four four places up to 107. No, from, I think it was 113, 116, something like that, up to 111th. So very, very, very small green arrow, but nonetheless, moving in the right direction. Um, Seagrist is sort of... Uh, Starting to make a case for remaining in my team over the past three game weeks, he has recorded an average points of like five point three three, um, sixteen points over the last three game weeks. Is nothing to be sniffed at with nine coming versus Dundee, um, where he received a clean sheet, scored two bonus points, and made three saves. Tav for a minus one was pretty disappointing. Um, however, stood right next to him, his Juranovic, my captain as well, on sixteen. Similar to Thomas as well, Obelai thanked me for bringing him into my team by returning me zero points at home versus St. Johnson. St. Johnson, who'd have thought? Ramsey for two, vice-captain Regan Charles Cook for one, Yota for three, Ferguson one, McMullen off the bench for three, Nisbet two, Boyce two. So essentially, uh, Sigrist and Juranovic carrying uh, my uh, team this game week, scoring, what, 25 of my 38 points? Um, so pretty much two thirds. Um, could have been better. Could be worse. A green arrow. Uh, I'm, I'll take that this week. Let's dive into the fixtures then. So um, at the top of my t- ticket is the Edinburgh Derby. Thomas, so you want to start there? Yeah, sure. Let's go for it. Uh, so yeah, uh, the Edinburgh Derby spoils were shared by both sides as um, both Hearts and Hibs were unable to capitalise on their opportunities. Um, I think one of the most interesting pieces of team news coming out of this game was uh, Macy being injured and as a result Dabrowski uh, coming in um, who I think went and scored I think nine points received all of the bonus yeah I think he had a very very solid game because uh, I, I, I watched the game in it in its entirety and I feel that for nil nil, it was very exciting and could easily have had a lot more goals. Yeah, well, there was a few big chances, and um, yeah, his story is kind of cool as well. He came to Hibs as a youngster when he was eighteen and hasn't made a, a first team appearance since then. And this was his first. He made his debut um, in the Edinburgh derby uh, at home, and I think to keep a clean sheet. Like listening to his post match interview was kind of like it was very emotional. Not that it has much to do with fantasy football, but uh, cool nonetheless. It looks like Hibs were. I was switched back to their three at the back or have been playing like that for a couple of games now. Nonetheless, I um, meant a Doig, uh, Doig, sorry, was playing at wing back um, with uh, Mueller, Mueller, uh, playing Mueller. A, Mueller playing in the number 10 role. Hearts 2 lined up three at the back with uh, Atkinson at right wing back and Halday continuing at left wing back. Uh, with Smith completely out of the squad, so I presume his injury is persisting. And then uh, centre-back... Civic uh, made his debut and Mackay came back into the squad. What did you think of the game as a whole, Thomas? Um, 
one player that I really like the look of and I am tempted to be bringing in due to Hearts' good run of form is uh, Sims. He looked pretty electric. He has two or three very good chances and could arguably have won a penalty. I, I totally agree. I thought Sims looked very, very good. I think I have him down as one of the players I picked out. Um, three shots. Oh, sorry, not three shots. Uh, four shots, three on target, one key pass, and a 0.6 XG is not bad going, I thought. Um, and he looked like Hearts' most threatening player by a mile. Yes, I would agree. And I think that front three of Mackay, Boyce, and Sims could be pretty deadly over that uh, run. Um, seeing as you brought it up, we might as well mention it. Um, let it be known that that run does not start this game because they play Rangers away however they follow that um, they don't play the old firm uh, again for the rest of the season here um, Dundee at home St. Johnson away St. Mirren away Aberdeen at home Dundee United away Livingston at home County away Hibs at home um, so very favourable run I would argue anyone else Thomas you liked? Uh Boyce was all right again. I mean, one of the highest scoring forwards in the game. Had a decent game. Wasn't too much of note, but I thought he performed well. Yeah, three shots, one on target, um, no key passes. And I did note that he was hooked on 79 and Sims stayed out there for the full 90. So I wonder if that's a consideration going forward. That is very true. Do you have anyone else that you had your eye on? Uh, Mackay. Uh, now he's back in the side. Two key passes. 0.6 XA. Um, he was hooked on 67 minutes. Um, I still think he's going to continue in that sort of number 10 role because he's their best creative player. Some of the, it's He has a knack of playing like this sort of same low-weighted pass into the box. Um uh, and it seems to always find the feet of Boyce or Sims, and I think it won't be long before his expected assists become real assists. It's also... it's Sorry, it's something to sort of consider is now that Hearts are playing a front two and Barry Mackay is sort of just in behind. Yeah. So you could argue that the wing-backs could start pushing further forwards. Yeah, it would be something to see. It would be something interesting uh, to see. Um, you have been a fan of Atkinson for a while. Did you think he played particularly well this game, or nothing really to note there? Um, had two key passes, but can't nothing say. to rock the boat necessarily. Um, yeah, no, that was it. But again, it's. Are you still holding uh, Nisbet, or have you moved him on finally? I've still got him. But again, are you going to move him on before the Saint Mirren game, or are you uh, going to hold him one more week and then take him out when they play Rangers? What I might do is bring in Morelos this week, and then either Sims or Boyce the week after. Fair. Seems like a sort of reasonable thing to or, do with or, regards to the fixtures coming up order of moves yeah uh, I think that's enough for me on the Edinburgh Derby anyone else you'd like to dig out Thomas any performances um, not that I can really think of no I mean you mentioned Dabrowski Dabrowski however you say it Yeah, he had a pretty good game but let's move on then Aye. Uh, Livingston versus St. Johnston with the uh, visitors uh, picking up their first win since October. 
um, as they run out two one winners. Um, Henderson Anderson was back in the lineup uh, for Livingston, whilst Hendry played up top alongside Stevie May for St Johnson. Uh, have to, has to be said, I think St Johnson were probably lucky to come away from this game with anything at all. Never mind the three points. I thought Livingston played well by and large, and uh, St Johnson, I guess, took their opportunities when they came. Um, anything you want to comment on on the game? Um, me and Henry were discussing on this isn't necessarily about the game, but. Bruce Anderson has really started to sort of pick up goals and he's now like the third highest scoring forward in the game. He is on a wee run of form at the moment. I understand. I think it's Kevin. Is it? Yes. Kevin Fish 89 uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Wood on Twitter likes to post um, top scorers in the game over the last four game weeks um, and more generally. And among strikers over the past four game weeks, uh, Bruce Anderson is a top, in fact, with uh, 24 points. Um, so he was, I think, added to the watch list the previous week. Um, yeah, looks like a good option, I think, with Livingston having a reasonable run of fixtures. Let's have a look. What do we think? Aberdeen at home. Yeah, quite nice, actually. Aberdeen at home, County away, St. Mirren at home, Dundee away, Dundee United at home, followed by Celtic and Hearts. I guess it could be short-term run. I would argue the four games from game week 25 through to 28 are good offensive runs. I feel although Dundee United are on a bit of a skid, they are still pretty solid defensively. So if you really wanted to, you could bring in Anderson for these four games because Aberdeen away from home are rubbish. Ross County have one, they've also got the two worst defences in the league and you could argue St. Mirren are on a bit of a resurgence, but... Livy are still a decent team and I wouldn't be surprised if they won that one. Yeah, and on that point, you know, I brought in Obelai this week targeting a clean sheet St. versus St. Johnson and it didn't come. However, I thought that Livingston still looked fairly solid at the back and I don't think that's a bad move. Over the next few game weeks, I think that will, will pay off. This wasn't a transfer for one game week. It was, I'm target, targeting a run of fixtures and I'm happy to hold him. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. On the flip side... um. Calm Hendry, is that his name? Calm. Yep. Calm Hendry scored uh, a goal for Saint. The first goal for Saint Johnson. Um, took two shots. Uh, one on target, one key pass. Another player who I've sort of got my eye on as we run into the close of the season. Um, Saint Johnson have a lot to play for, and I like teams in that sort of position for outside picks. Yeah, I think we mentioned it last week, but uh, Kyle Lafferty from Kilmarnock from the season prior comes to mind and I think at some point a St. Johnson striker like Hendry may become an option yeah it's it's almost like a wounded animal they've just got to like fight for their lives to get anything from every game and that's what we saw happen against Livingston yep yep so eye on him I think for the second week in a row, I'm going to shout out uh, the Hoofball podcast as we are mentioning James Forrest um, and consecutive James, James Forrest, Forrest. Not, not James Forrest the other one James Forrest 2.0 yeah, Alan no, Forrest Alan Forrest thank you Thomas Alan Forrest who registered six shots one on target three key passes 1.4 expected goal involvement um, 1.4 1.1xa and 0.3xg and registered an assist I think that puts him on 14 shots taken five on target in the last two game weeks which are really impressive numbers for a midfielder yeah uh, again he Looks like Livingston's sort of biggest creative outlet, much like Anderson 
and Obelai. Funnily enough, are Livy's two biggest goal-scoring assets. He is firmly in the Barry Mackay of um, the sort of creative assets. Sure, yeah. I think he... Uh, if you're looking for an outside punt, a differential, I think he's worth a shot. The only reservations I have over him are pertaining to his game time. Agreed. Uh, I think that's about it for that game for me. I thought... St. Johnson got the result, but I don't think it was necessarily a particularly positive performance. However, results, good results can start to generate good performances, you know, build, help build a bit of momentum. So I'm not going to write off St. Johnson completely yet. They have hot and cold fixtures until the split. So I think it would take something fairly special for me to bring one of them before then. But for the time being, um, yeah, I'm just going to keep my eye on that situation. Next up we'll go for the north east coast derby uh ross county versus aberdeen um which saw callahan so callahan ffs darling cancel out uh, a hayes opener um to former celtic and current aberdeen teammates boy a uh, boy boy brown and hayes linking up um and also we saw uh how do you pronounce his name? Biswegian? Biswegian? Yeah. I've I've butchered his pronunciation, but that's his best I'm gonna Bis Bisuin? I don't know. Um, the Dutch guy. Yes. The highly rated signed, Dutch guy. They've signed at the end of the transfer window, come straight in for Aberdeen. What did you think of Aberdeen and I guess in particular Biswegian? I I only really watched the um the highlights, and I didn't see too much of the Dutch guy. Um, but um, Lewis Ferguson has sort of started playing in a more advanced role uh, in this game. So that is something you could potentially note. But I think he's sort of taken over the Hedges role. Was Hedges not relatively central? He was sort of playing like a number 10, like a wide number 10 off of the striker. Yeah, um, I think I guess it has to depend. I wonder if it's depending on the team that Aberdeen are playing, like against a better attacking. Sorry, a better aside of the better defense, they wouldn't use him to try and punish that. Who Hard to say really? But yeah, who would they use instead of Ferguson? I think well, they've been playing four two three one Brown and Ferguson holding. I think through the middle. Would you have Teddy Jenks? Yeah, I think McGee started and played this week. Yeah. Teddy Jenks, I think, should be playing now. I mean, he's impressed as far as I remember. I mean, yeah, Teddy Jenks did come on on the seventieth minute. So, yep. Funso Ojo, did he play play behind Ramirez this game? No, he was on like the sort of left winger role. Fair, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Ferguson did start in that number ten, but uh, I can't say I necessarily noticed a more advanced playing position on his part. Um, so I didn't see much of the Dutch guy. Um, have to say, my Aberdeen assets I brought in to target this run of fixtures have kind of disappointed. Uh, Ferguson hasn't scored. I don't think they've kept a clean sheet over the period. Uh, Ramsey hasn't provided any assists, and that favourable fixture ends after this game week, and they're playing Livingston away, which at the moment isn't necessarily a straightforward fixture. Um, what are your plans with your Aberdeen assets? 
I think Ramsey's just someone that you have to keep due to his early form and the fact that he is still on free. Like he was on one of the free kicks and he's pretty much on every corner that Aberdeen takes. So it's still well worth your money there and he still gets very far forward. Um, what about Ferguson? I mean, after Livingston, their games go Celtic, Motherwell, Dundee United, Hearts, Rangers, Hibs. Like, what is that? That's essentially five of the top six um, and Dundee United thrown in there as well. That's yeah. a really stiff run for Aberdeen assets. Yeah, probably should be moving them on over the next few weeks, but he's a player that's playing 90 minutes and there are transfers that I want to do more readily than Ferguson out. Fair enough. What about Ross County then? Uh, an unusually quiet weekend for them from an attacking perspective. However, what I will say maybe is that I guess you can almost always bank on a Ross County midfielder to return in a game week because that was Ross County. Uh, Ross County. That was Callahan. Ross Callahan, really scoring his goal uh, from outside the box. Yeah. Um, Charles Cook still looked dangerous though. Uh, yep. He got into the box several times and. I think a few of his crosses went untouched and they were in dangerous areas. So had someone been on them, he he could easily have scored more points. Yeah, they have a really a, a really good run of fixtures in the short term. Ah, I say in the short term over the next six game weeks. Um, they don't play any of the old firm. They play Hibs once, and outside of that, they've got Dundee away, Livingston at home. So then Hibs in game week 27, St. Johnson at home in 28, Motherwell away in 29, and then uh, St. Marin at home in 30. So if you're on Regan Charles Cook, it's definitely a hold in for this run of fixtures. Anyone else that I like the look of from? I thought Hayes had a pretty good game in all honesty. Um, playing very far forward, not far forward, bombing down the wing, three shots, two on target, two key passes. Uh, and his goal, but he's a midfielder playing at left back, and that's reason enough for me to be less interested in him. If he was a defender, I would like not be clamoring to get him, but I'd be keeping my eye on him. Yeah. But just because he is a midfielder, he's just sort of like a no go. He he's OOP in the wrong direction. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's move on to. Uh, I mean, I guess we might as well talk about it now. Uh, the old firm, um, where. Celtic uh, took pole position in the league for the first time this season. No, they were. At, I was listening to them talk about it on Sports Sound today uh, when I was at work. I think they were top for a couple of hours before Aberdeen and Hearts played right at the beginning of the season. Yeah, but that doesn't. Like, I'm talking at the, the end of the game week. Yeah, I think the last time that happened might have been like the start of the season prior. Yep. Um, uh, no, this very start of the season when oh no, because Aberdeen would have still been top due to alphabetical yeah. order. Yeah, no, so a long, long time ago, like a year and a half nearly. So, yep. Let's pick this fixture apart then. I think is you know Celtic three Rangers zero with all three goals coming in the first half from might I not the budget midfielders for Celtic who we picked out as being the options currently. Um, you had Hatate uh, returning three times, two goals and one assist, and Abada returning twice with his one goal and one assist. Um, if you had to pick one of them, because that's the dilemma I'm currently faced with, I own Yota, I own Juranovic, of the two, who would you be going for? I would argue you should be owning Liel Abada. Uh, <clears throat> 
It is slightly controversial due to how well Rio Hatate has been performing and how well he's been performing fantasy football-wise. But the location of his shots are not the highest XG's like XG positions. Whereas when you look at Abada, his goals come from very central, very short distances from the goals, from the opposition goal. Um, like you saw it here with his goal there, he was slap bang in the middle of the six-yard box. Yep, and he does like, I agree, he does like to take up those positions, you know, really, really attack the box. Um, something else I think is underrated of his is his delivery into the box as well. Yeah, it's unfortunate that Giacomakis was starting up top. You might have had a couple more couple more returns yep. to your Abada transfer. Um, anything else worth picking up from the uh, uh, from the old firm? I thought, uh, yeah, Juranovic was unbelievable as well. He had a very, very good game. Yep. The only issue I'm having with him is he's not really returning. He's getting his clean sheet, an extra point here and there, an extra bonus point here and there. But when was the last last time he returned? I scored a penalty a couple of game weeks ago. Um, but last time he, I mean, let's have a look at his attacking returns. So we slide across there to go, yeah, what one attacking return in over 10 game weeks. Um, he's less convincing for me as a result. However, he is picking up bonus points along the way. And it is... I just have a feeling I'm going to, I'm going to want to be tripled up on Celtic midfielders at some point, provided I get my team in shape, all my ducks in a row, etc., etc. I would want three Celtic midfielders, you know, in the event that, you know, Turnbull may come back, or Turnbull coming back, Kielbo coming back. What do you think? I think I would only triple up on the Celtic midfielders when Kiel goes back. I think he's due to Jack, Jacku Makasis's Not goal-scoring exploits. I think he only scored... He scored the goal against... Hearts. Hearts, and he scored against Alwa. But he's been missing a lot of big chances. Yeah, uh, he's been having a pretty poor time in front of goal. And I think that uh, now Maeda is back from his World Cup qualifiers, straight back in. Yep, I think it will be Maeda. Um, and then I think when he's back from injury, Kyogo goes up top. You don't think Kyogo goes out on the left or the right with Yacht, with Maeda playing through the middle? I don't see why you would... I feel that Jota and Abad are two of Celtic's best offensive assets and I don't see why you would take them off. I guess maybe maybe in that case it would be a cause for concern with regards to rotation. Um, let's cast our eye over to the other half of the old firm. Um... Yeah, really not a great night for Rangers, um, particularly uh, Borna Barisic. He had a nightmare uh, game. Hooked at halftime as well, which I think came as no surprise. Talk to me a bit about Rangers, Thomas. What did you think? I feel that they just sat off. They, they, they gave Celtic far too much respect when they when Celtic were on the ball and then when they when Rangers were on the ball, they weren't quick enough trying to play around the press, and none of the players looked confident when they were on the ball. 
Joe Rebo looked a shadow of himself. Ryan Kent couldn't get anything going. Um, Ahmad Diallo looked way out of his depth this game week. Not to be like you can't be too hard on him though. That's his no. second time playing for Rangers, first time in the old firm, um, and it was away from home. Borna Barisic this season has just completely folded as a fantasy football Scotland asset. Yep. And I think we actually have a few questions um, this game week on uh, Rangers defensive assets. So I think now is probably a good time to cover the, those, seeing as we are talking about Rangers defence. Yes, so um, Half Hour Fantasy Podcast uh, at Fantasy Half asks, a lot of people will knee jerk and come off Rangers double defence. Will you hold or follow suit? Uh, and then um, Hoofball Pod ask a very similar question um, at uh, Hoofball Pod. They ask, uh, are Rangers defensive issues from the past couple games a cause for concern? If you're doubled up, should be you be looking to move on? And if so, to who? Yeah, I don't think I will. They've got Hearts and Hibs at home. Hearts away from Tyne Castle. We always say this, are nowhere near as good as when they are at Tyne Castle. Then you've got Hibs who registered their first shot on target in the 85th minute in the derby, 85th, 83rd minute. Then you've got Dundee United who are currently notoriously goal shy at the minute. And then you've got Motherwell who are arguably the first team that you could maybe say will score against them. But again, Rangers battered them 6-1 last time they played each other yep. and that was at Fair Park. Yep, and they are nowhere near as good offensively without Tony Watt. And then you've got St. Johnston and then you've got Aberdeen at Ibrox. And like, although Aberdeen have managed to get two draws, I still wouldn't be surprised if Rangers kept a clean sheet there. So yeah. I, I could, I could see my, I could see Rangers earning themselves one, two, three, four, five, six. And then they've got Dundee, seven clean sheets on the bounce. Not on the bounce, but yeah, I, I think f- they could. I think they should be aiming for five out of seven clean sheets in those games. Yeah, and I think yeah, five or six out of ten, and the run out, run up to the split. It is worth noting that their expected goals have crept up since Giovanni van Bronckhurst took over. So under Steven Gerrard, their expected goals were zero point five eight. Expected game. goals, you mean xga? Hey, sorry, yes, expected goals against. Have crept up under Giovanni Giovanni van Bronckhorst um, with Steven Gerrard reco- Steven Gerrard's side recording only 0.58 to Giovanni van Bronckhorst's 0.83, which is actually pretty high. That being said, I do think the Ross County and Celtic games will skew that somewhat. And like yeah, if you remove the Ross County in the Celtic game, and they conceded quite a high XG against Hearts as well. I know we're now picking stats. If you look at the rest of them, they have been fairly solid defensive performances by and large. Only uh, conceding more than 0.8 XG on two occasions. Yeah, so I mean, well, you, although we are cherry picking, we're picking three outliers. We're pl- we're picking Celtic at Celtic Park. Yep. Ross County and Dingwall yep. and Hearts at Tynecastle. So you've got. Three of the four best attacks in the league there. Yeah, I would say so. And uh, outside of that, they've been fairly defensively astute. Um, Livingston recorded point, 1.04 XG against them, but that was just as. That was GVB's first game in charge. And then Aberdeen was a 0.84. Um, so 
I am not ready to move on from them yet. I think Bassey provides excellent value. Maybe if you're on a Golden, or especially if you're on a Barisic. I don't know. If you're still on Barisic, I don't know. I mean, did he got, not get an, has he not had an assist in last True, he was on a wee bit of a run of form, but I just... He got hooked at half-time, I think. He's not condemned as a fantasy asset, but at his price tag, maybe he's... He's definitely not worth them. Him and him and Juranovic for context are priced very similarly. And it's not I, even a close debate. No, I'd pick Juranovic every day of the week, even just because he is on penalties. Yeah. To add to that, I think uh, Bassi as well is still a very reasonable price. I'm yep. not going to move him on, him on. Tav, yeah, had a shocker against Celtic, but he's still on, on penalties because Roof isn't going to continue in the side. I don't think. No, I think the second Morelos is back. Morales will be plonked straight in the team. We've seen how much worse Rangers are offensively without Morales and then what they are. Add to that fact, if you cast your mind back to the episode where uh, I sort of took a deep dive on GVB, um, he prefers to have one striker and stick with them. That happened at, I think it was, was it Feyenoord that he played. Uh, he was manager at before we stint in China. Morales comes back. As soon as he's fit, he's in the lineup playing more or less 90 minutes every game week. Um, anyways, back to the conversation of defenders sticking with the Tav and Bassey. Yeah. Um, M- me too. Yeah, like, as you said, Bassey is just far too good value for money. Even if you consider Celtic to be the best, you've got 3.5 million to get into the second best defence in the league. Is it 3.5? No, 4.5. For Bassey. Oh no, he's nowhere near that much. Oh, is Tavin it? Bassey currently sits at 3.5 million. Yeah, so I was right with my th- first answer. So at 3.5 million, that is just. He's he's starting every game. I mean, his position could be under threat when Holando's back, but. Until I, don't that- even, I don't even think so. I think. Ba- I think. I think. Uh, Barisic's performance was that poor. Bassey plays at left back for the majority of the rest of the season. Like, he just... Oh, yeah, because Balogun got subbed on and did he play centre-back to Bassi then going to left-back? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. All right, thanks for the questions, fellow content creators. Uh, two great podcasts, by the way. Definitely go check those out. That's Hoofball Pod and Half Hour, Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. Two games left to go, Thomas. Two games which I have not managed to catch the highlights for, so take us through them quickly. So the first one of the two was the Dundee Derby. Mm. Um, again, the, my advice is just steer clear from both teams. I mean, you could argue that the Dundee United defence have kept however many clean sheets, but like... Tam Courts loves to just move players about for no reason and thank God I got rid of Kieran Freeman. Um, what I will say though is Dundee did recruit pretty smartly during the window. Um, Rudden came on later on into the game and he had... Uh, yeah, Zach Rudden came on in the 65th, 65th, 61st minute and he had a pretty solid game with like a couple of big chances. Um, another player that, if you cast your mind way, way, way back, is Niall McGinn. So again, come the split, these could be the players that you're looking for who are those wounded animals who they'll 
he's going to get a run of game time and he's going to be a very, very big creative outlet for them. Um, with regards to Dundee, Tony Watt was doing everything for them. I think he pretty much gave Nicky Clark the ball on a platter for it and then I think it was Sweeney pretty much dived his feet and got his head clattered. Um, I do feel that United were unfortunate not to come away as winners, but all in all, it was very close. Um, uh, Kevilfish89, uh, at Kevilfish89, uh, Kevin Wood, um, in his assessment of the defenders, he pointed out that um, potentially Dundee defenders could be providing a bit of value heading into their double game week in 26. Um, I guess that's something that we've not really talked about is the fixture rearrangements. Um, there were two games postponed in game week 24 with the uh, Dundee, uh, St. Marion versus Dundee fixture being moved. As well as the Aberdeen versus St. Johnston. He points out, um, yeah, Dundee defenders making the case for the double game week as both Liam Fontaine and Cammy Kerr find themselves in the top, what is it, 10 or 11 points over score over the last four games, which is pretty, pretty reasonable. Yeah, uh, they are looking okay, and as I said, they've res- they've um, recruited well in January. Um, I mean, both Dundee sides have because the Dundee United managed to bring in Tony Watt, who is or was at the time the league's top scorer, and he is the type of player that enjoys doing his work, not necessarily just in the penalty box he likes sort of creating openings and again he created that chance for Nicky Clark in like the 90 whatever minute it yeah. was so if you're a Tony Watt owner what are Dundee United's fixtures like St. Johnston, Motherwell, Rangers, Aberdeen Levy, Hearts, Eesh actually if you've got Tony Watt maybe it's time to start thinking about moving him on yeah. That is a tough, tough run. Yep. If you've got any Dundee players, maybe start thinking about moving them on. You've got a game week to sort of hedge your bets and see if he can get a goal against it, get a goal or a clean sheet if you've got a defender against St. Johnston. But after that, really start about moving them on. And then Dundee got Ross County at home, Hearts and Celtic both away, which is tough. But then they've got Livy. Hibs and Mother again. Tough. Apart from that double game week, like would I go for any of their players? No, I, I think that again it's like for Dundee, you have to sort of wait until game week thirty or the after the split, where their fixtures become significantly easier and the games start to mean a lot a lot more. So yeah, then the. Other fixture which you didn't watch, didn't manage to know, was the Saint Mary Motherwell game. Mm-hmm. Um, was there much to note in this game? Um, I think both goalkeepers actually played very well, although neither kept a clean sheet as it finished one one apiece. With Golgic getting his debut goal with the Conor Roden assist and Tierney scoring with pretty much 
the last kick of the game with a Woolery assist. Um, I f- feel that Motherwell were somewhat unfortunate not to get more from it, but I feel that this might be them starting to regress towards the mean. Uh, they are a team that have consistently overperformed their expected goals and goals against. I think if you go to the XG tables, they are close to the bottom, if not bottom, of both tables. Let's have a quick look overall. Motherwell ninth for XG and for XGA. Oh, they're up to seventh. I guess they've been improving more over more recent game weeks, uh, particularly defensively. But yeah, they're currently what fourth at the moment. Yeah. I feel that is they they are going to regress a bit. Um, another player that I've got down here was Goss. He has two very decent chances in the box, which arguably he should have could have scored from. And I think those sort of central positions are positions that he does like to take up. So if you if you're wanting any of them, if you're wanting a mother uh, motherwell player. Yeah, Motherwell player. I feel like Goss is potentially your best option. Um, with regards to St. Mirren, maybe get Connor Ronan in. I think that he's... Yeah, I don't... Yeah, Sean Goss was Motherwell's second highest top like XG score with only 0.3. Um... But yeah, would I have? I've, I mean, I've obviously I've got Van Veen, but would I have any more of their players? Motherwell are due a nice run of fixtures, are they not? Celtic done uh, game week twenty nine starting. I mean, that's four weeks away yeah, from now. Yeah, I'd so be holding off. Hold off for now, and then post the Rangers game, maybe even post Ross County. Yeah, then, but. Just now, again, steer clear. St. Mirren, maybe take a punt on someone. Maybe someone like Tate. He's a target at set pieces. And I think he plays most minutes. And the teams that St. Mirren are coming up against are not the best offensively in Hibs, St. Johnston and Livingston. So if if your team's sorted out and you wanted a punt... Maybe bring in someone like Tate who gets forwards for corners and free kicks and is a target, but will also be there for the clean sheets. Outside of that, maybe get Kilty in midfield. Um, Brophy went off injured for Colgate, so... It is worth noting as well, I guess, that uh, St. Marin do have a double game week in the pipeline as we mentioned previously and it's quite a nice fix it's quite a nice we run of fixtures they've got in that sort of two game week period game week 26 is St. Johnston at home and then in the double it's uh, Livingston and Dundee away from home would you consider taking a punt like a very short term punt on those on the St. Mary asset maybe bench them versus Hearts and Celtic and then back in for the Ross County Dundee United Motherwell games yeah, I mean, that's probably not a bad show. Again, it, it all depends on what your defensive options are. Because let's say you've done what me and you have done and we've both got two Rangers defenders and Juranovic. 
Yeah. You've then got Obelai and Ramsey who are likely to return. I would argue. Could I see myself getting Tate in above Ramsey? Um, is, is this game week twenty six? Yeah, I mean, Aberdeen have a double yep. that game week. Yep, but the but Celtic the, is one of the fixtures. Yeah, so I think they have a single game week. So actually, yeah. would I be tempted to bring in someone like Tate for Ramsey? Wouldn't be too opposed to it. Fair, fair enough. Is there anything else you'd like to cover with regards to the fixture fixtures from game week twenty four? not that I can think of alright I think in that case it's time probably to update the watch list I think we forgot to on last week's episode of the pod um, so I'm just going to do a summary of where things stand um, now this is not necessarily a watch list for everyone this is a watch list for me and Thomas so we have players in our teams that others may not and should be keeping an eye on um, for example A.O. Obelai has been removed from our sides as we are now both in ownership of him Hedges has too been removed as a result of his transfer to Blackburn, um, with Bezwijan uh, taking his place not only in real life but on our watch list. Um, Sean O'Reilly from Celtic, he we added him last game, week 15 points, two games, uh, and a cheap old firm starter. Sean O'Reilly? That's his name, isn't it? Is it not Matt O'Reilly? Oh my goodness me, I'm terrible with names, clearly. If this podcast is showing you anything, that's it. I think it is Matt O'Reilly. Yeah, it is. Um. Matt O'Reilly, apologies there. Uh, Josh Janelli has been removed because he's a massive rotation risk. Barry Maguire is uh, out because he's injured, as far as I'm aware. Ahmad Diallo, we added in the wake of the Ross County game, debuting and scoring, fair enough. I think he probably deserves a place there. And if you remove this old farm fixture, I think he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, Woodburn has been removed because he's a rotation risk, particularly after Sim's arrival. Boyce was added after his assist versus uh, Motherwell and their fixture run to come. Sims, we are fans of. Um, he scored versus Motherwell in the previous game week and looked sharp this game week. Nuble was added for his two assists versus Hibs, but he then did get sent off against St. Johnson, so I think he might be removed as quickly as he was added. And then Jordan White, as we had mentioned, he is on a good run of form and he registered two attacking returns versus Rangers in the game week prior. Uh, shall we discuss, I guess, some more general transfer and uh, captaincy plans for the upcoming game week? I think the first thing worth discussing is uh, McGrath has uh, been transferred away. Uh, it escapes me now the team that he's left for, but nonetheless, I think his ownership was still for an 8 or 9%, so people will be looking to replace him, Thomas. If you don't already own three Celtic mid, uh, uh, players, the move is probably fairly straightforward. Uh, Rio Hatate or Liela Bada are probably his natural replacements. Yep. Outside of them, is there anyone you can think of? Again, super-owned player that if you don't have, you should get him in, and Sir Prince Reagan, Charles Cook. Yep, again, it seems like a fair... I think when it comes to that transfer, it's a very, very straightforward move. There, um, there is three or four players... Which are the obvious move? I like Barry Mackay, but he plays Rangers away this game week, so maybe not him. So what you could do is you could use um, McGrath as a bench trick player in inverted commas this week, yep. and then yep. transfer him in for Mackay. Get that free transfer next week. Um, I suppose people will have been moving uh, uh, their old firm assets on down to maybe three or four um, due, uh, due to them playing each other in game week 24. I guess the plan now would be to start looking to bring them back in. Uh, I think in immediately it's Celtic who have the easier fixture. However, over the next 
four, I think Rangers have a better. Oh no, it's tough. <sighs> it's tough as well. But it's 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 Rangers playing at home three times in the next four game weeks. You would fancy them, wouldn't you? Yeah, and it's Celtic playing away three times in the next four game weeks. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. I'm. I mean, personally speaking, I'll be bringing in uh, Celtic midfielder, most likely Lee Labada. Um Yourself. I think I'll be bringing in a Rangers striker whose name rhymes with Fredo Morelos. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I'm considering a minus four, but he is still to come back from international duty, and we are what only thirty six hours essentially from the game week uh, 25 do you think he'll be back into the, and straight into the squad yeah well you look at Dazen Maeda who played Japan at 10 o'clock the morning before who then flew back to be on the bench I, I mean I guess they're different, two different managers for different two different teams maybe Joe Aribo would be a better precedent and I think he was rested for his first game back or was he put straight back in who Joe Aribo he was put straight back in against County wasn't he Yes, he was, yes. Um, so, yeah, true. <coughs> Bless me. And I, I think the difference between Aribo and Morelos is Aribo played four or five games in AFCON within the space of a couple of weeks. Morelos hasn't played a single... Like, I don't think he's made the bench for either of the Columbia games. Yeah, no, I think fair enough. So, I, I, Leal Abada in, I think, and potentially uh, Morelos as well. I fancy him... In games at home versus Hearts, Hibs, Motherwell, I think they do a job against Dundee United, and then it's St. Johnson following that. So yeah, I like I like Morelos as a shout. Captaincy for game week twenty five, Thomas. This is where it starts to get a little tough. Um, Charles Cook, definitely, definitely, definitely an option. Um, you still got Tav, although he had. A bit of a wobbly, as we've been talking about. He is definitely still an option, as is. I feel we'll see, continue to see a Motherwell regression. I think Jota and Abada and Juranovic are also all good shout. I know I'm like yeah. naming half the players that most people will have, but yeah, I think I think they're good options too. I think, unlike last week, there is a lot of options for captaincy or vice captaincy. I think uh, I think Motherwell away from home might be a sticky game. I, I can't necessarily call to mind how Celtic did against them in previous games. Let me pull their, up their underlying data. 1.8 expected goals when they played away from home against them the last time, and then 1.76 at home. So not necessarily um, their... You know, it's not exactly a team they've been able to slam dunk on. And I also wonder... You know, this then is, you know, refers more to player psychology. After such a huge occasion, performing so well, we've seen this with old firm teams having a huge European night, get a result, not get a result, and then you know at the weekend go to say a Ross County or a St Johnson and kind of put in a damp squib of a performance because of the sort of like, not necessarily adrenaline dump, but you go like from playing away at Lazio to away versus or like at home to Lazio or whoever um, versus or or you know a must win group stage game then away to Dingwall or away to but Perth. then I think there's a few things again 
this will be more player physiology, physiology, where they've travelled to a different country, so they've been sat on a plane for X number of hours. Yeah. Travel to a different country. All that stuff isn't rela- as I would argue as relaxing as sort of yeah. chilling out with, on a coach and then going home. Yeah. Something um, I, I think I want to advise against as well is uh, Celtic fans have been quick to jump to the sort of Rangers post Christmas collapse sort of narrative yeah uh, I don't think that's necessarily going to happen no. uh, and I think uh, Hearts coming to Ibrox is a perfect time for them to sort of um, lay down the marker that they've had this one mistake I think so we're I, still here I think again if we're talking to a player psychology uh, I think GVB have rattled his players at half time and at full time uh, and will be expecting big performances in their next two home fixtures yeah, okay, um, and uh, what I will say though is my second point on player cycle. My sel- second point on this game is this is the first time Celtic FC have been at the top of the table for a year and a half. I also think, as used as with um, GVB telling his players what was up, and will also be telling his players it's like we're top time to keep it there yeah that's true I like both old firm teams for captaincy and vice captaincy outside of that Charles uh, Cook's the obvious one yeah Charles Cook seems fairly straightforward Hibs taking on St Mirren at home I just don't I don't want to give either of the armbands to Nisbet and I don't see who else people are going to be owning from Hibs currently yeah it's, it's a shame that Boyle left and whilst it's great that Hibs aren't so much money from it and Boyle himself, just there's now no real Hibs assets that I would own. Specifically, Thomas, what are your plans for the game week ahead? It's annoying that we can't see the Rangers team news because if I saw the... I still th- I think Morelos will be in the team regardless, just from seeing how poor Itten and Roof have been over the past couple of game weeks. I think GVB will have seen enough from those two and... He'll have seen enough from Morelos before he went away with his track record of actually goal scoring. Yep, and I yep. think he'll be chucked straight in. So I think my move will be Mullen to Morelos. Fair enough. So you're going to hold on to Nisbet? Yeah, it's like I'm still hoping that he just does something. <laughs> and then what to bring him out next game week? Yeah, but like the... Mullen went out injured, I think, for a bit, and then he was just back in, and I feel that... Well, he hasn't done anything since we brought him in for the double game week. No, and I feel that Nisbet is more likely to score against Dun- uh, St. Mirren at home than Dundee are to score against Ross County. Fair enough. Uh, captaincy and vice-captaincy? I feel that I'm going to give my captaincy to... I'm tempted by Tav. Uh, I I think you're right with GVB giving it to them. I think he'll be looking for a very, very strong response. So I'd be tempted to Captain Tav, Vice-Captain Abada. Last time Rangers took on Hearts at home, they battered them and expected goals 2.81 to 0.43. Yep. Uh, I think uh, Hearts, they've gone to play the old firm away from home how many times this season? Uh, once. I mean, I would argue it's oh, close uh, to um, four or five. No, away from home. Just oh, away. Two, 
away from home just on the two occasions. And over on those two occasions, they combined conceded almost 5.5 xG, whilst registering uh, just over one. And yeah, by and large, have struggled against against the old firm side. So I, I think Rangers captaincy and or vice captaincy makes sense. And then did you say Abada for vice captaincy? Yeah. Yeah, my only concern with Abada would be playing time again. I think he played 90 minutes the game week prior to game week 24. He played 70 odd in this game week and then turning around again. But uh, he only played 60 minutes and I feel that Ange Postecoglou will have done that to rest him for the game week coming up. Fair, fair. Yeah, from where I'm sitting, I think my plans are somewhat similar. Like Nisbet is stinking my team out, something rotten, and has been since I more or less since I brought him in. He, I want to get rid of him from Morelos. I'll probably just move on that transfer this game week. And then, yes, Spittle too. He's been in and out of that Ross County side, so he'll probably make way for Abada. That'll take me back up to six old firm players on a minus four, and then probably look to target a Hearts player in the game week following for a transfer. And my, my captaincy, vice-captaincy thoughts are very similar to you. I am fairly tentative about giving an armband to players outside of the old firm when both have reasonably favourable fixtures. Yeah, so I think that's probably where it's going to go. I mean, you're not thinking Charles Cook against the worst defense in the league. Let's have a look at the expected goals table here for Ross County away from home. How are they as an attacking side? Not as good by about point two xg. Let's see, Dundee United expected goals. Not like, Dundee United. This Dundee, is Dundee. Sorry, Dundee expected goals. They are third bottom. It is tempting. It is tempting. But over the last six and the last four, Dundee's defence has improved somewhat. If you t- if you organise the table by last six, they are seventh. And last four, they are fifth. And in the period, they have played some reasonably stiff fixtures. Uh, over the last six game weeks, the first three of those fixtures were Hibs, Hearts and Aberdeen and have since played Livingston, St. Johnson, Dundee United. So... I'm wary because I think they are actually performing fairly well defensively. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I just said Charles Cook as an out there option. I, yeah. I'm, my armband is going. My armbands are going on two or four players who are Tav, Juranovic, Abada, or Yota, or Morelos if I get him back in. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, I think. I think yeah, that's probably yeah. I think that makes sense. Uh, I think that's us almost done. We do have one, one slash two questions left uh, to answer. So, um, uh, questions from all the podcasts this week, I think. Fantasy Football Pod at Football Pod ask, uh, strikers have been a bit of a mess lately, top three options. And then uh, at the underscore Kauto underscore boy, uh, Mark Healy asks, made a straight back in after last night? question mark which three strikers dot 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 who do you like then up front Thomas at the moment I think first you have to answer the Maeda question and I feel 
He's a bit of a rotation risk. And as far as I'm aware, Kyogo is injured. Jackie Marcus has not been do- cutting it up front. Who else is there? True. Mikey Johnston? Yeah, true. Albin Ayeti? Vasilis Barkas? True. But I just... Uh, okay, maybe he's not going to get limited minutes, but I feel, as we'll keep saying, you'll get better value for money in the midfield. I uh, Maeda's 6 point. Three million, I think, and you can have a Bada for four point five. You can have a Juranovic for about the same price, and you can also have someone like Jota or Hatate. I mean, Jota's seven million, so it's very expensive for a midfielder. But you could then also have Hatate, who's a four million pound midfielder. You've got O'Reilly, who got a couple of assists, and he p- picked up five bonus points in his first two games. Yeah. So he's another player that you could arguably go to in midfield, who's cheaper than Maeda. Uh, with regards to the three best strikers, or three strikers who I'm really keeping my eye on, I think number one is Morelos. Yeah, he'll be. But I think, yep. as we've been discussing, he'll be straight back in the lineup. Um, in second place, I really like the look of Sims over Maeda. Would I? Excluding Maeda, I'll give my top three. I've said what I think about Maeda. Fair. I'm, I'm talking about considering that I think you want three Celtic players in other positions. Okay, okay. I would say, yeah, Sims is one. I mean, maybe not this week. Due, um, sorry, Morelos is number one. I think again, as always, the old farmer pretty much fixture proof. Um, number two. I would say Sims. I, I there, there is a chance you have Gordon, a defender, and then Mackay, but I think you'd be better off having one of Sims or Boyce. And then in third, I'm going to go with Bruce Anderson. Yeah, my, my list is pretty similar. Morelos is definitely top of that. He's been on the top of my watch list for... Since he went away to his World Cup qualifiers. Oh, but, but before, before then, that. before then... Um, and the only reason I didn't bring him in before his World Cup qualifiers was the risk of him travelling to South America. He's definitely top of that list. I think uh, Maeda uh, can come back in and do... I think he's going to be getting a a lot of game time up front for Celtic, and a Celtic side that are creating a lot of quality chances at the moment, so I like him in that position. He's probably second. And then third, yeah, is, is is, uh, is Ellis Sims. If I was to go back in time and pick between Boyce and Sims, I would go Sims. Sims looks excellent. Um, I do want to give sort of two honourable mentions to Jordan White and your third pick in third place, Bruce Anderson. Both have good fixtures, both playing well. Uh, yeah, I like those as outside picks. Fair enough. I think that's probably a place I'm happy to leave it on this game week, Thomas. Yes, same. I think we've not quite put up our XG tables. Not um, yet. I think they're going up once we've done recording this. So again, thanks to at XG underscore data for his computer wizardry and all his good work yeah really and appreciate him letting us use his resource yep no no questions asked essentially it's grand um if you're wanting your question asked asked sorry answered on the podcast uh in the wake of game week 25 then be sure to get us at sf fantasy com on twitter 
Um, there is a game week on the Wednesday of next week, so we will no doubt be back in your ears uh, on Sunday evening, most likely, um, as the season marches on. And then uh, finally, uh, 10 days of respite after what has been a hectic return to Scottish fantasy football and Scottish football more generally. Um, so thank you very much for listening and we will uh, you'll hear from us again on Sunday. Yeah, we'll see you then. Good luck.